Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Council for a Strong America is a national bipartisan nonprofit that unites membership organizations, including law enforcement leaders, fight crime, invest in kids, retired admirals and generals, mission readiness, and business executives, Ready Nation, that promote evidence-based solutions that ensure the next generation of Americans will be prepared for successful lives. Since 1996, Council for a Strong America has worked tirelessly and successfully to champion public policies and investments that strengthen families, communities, the economy, and the nation. Their website, strongnation.org. My guest, Barry Ford, is the president and CEO of Council for a Strong America. I heard Barry speak at a business symposium hosted by the Children's Cabinet, which focused on the fact that we literally have an infant-toddler-childcare crisis across our nation at a current cost of $122 billion a year. This crisis affects us as families, employers, taxpayers, and, of course, our precious children. Barry, welcome to the show. Sherry, really glad to join you. Thank you. Well, I was excited to hear you speak and then learn about Council for a Strong America. And so you have a lot going on under the Council for Strong America. So tell us why this organization exists. Sure. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, So we exist um, because we recognize that the strength of our nation is really deeply tied to the thriving of our children and families all across the country. And so um, we were organized initially as high crime investing kids with just law enforcement executives 27 years ago. And the founders of the organization saw the opportunity to bring other voices in who also shared a couple of characteristics. One, they're they're unusual and influential messengers on issues related to children and families, right? Which means that they are able to bring a new perspective to investments in children and families. And so part of our role in the child advocacy ecosystem is to remind policymakers and the public that fundamentally the strength of our nation economically, as you mentioned, economically, in terms of community safety, in terms of national security, is fundamentally dependent upon how we treat our children and families, and so that every child in America is able to reach their full potential. This is particularly true now, Sherry, in um, the 21st century, when we're competing with uh, economies and countries globally for talent, for resources, for success. And there was a time in our country where uh, public policy did not think we needed everybody to succeed to thrive as a nation. That time has long passed. 
Mm-hmm. And so our retired admirals and generals, our business leaders, and our, and our law enforcement executives all recognize that for the country to really reach its full potential, we need to ensure that there are public policies and investments that support the welfare of children and families. Absolutely. And so, you know, this show, a lot of my listeners, it's related to business. And so what I heard you talk about at the uh, business symposium and which is really part of your ready nation, which is a part of Council for a Strong America. We were talking about the fact that literally many states, including Nevada, we are a child care desert. And so kind of explain, what does that mean? How, how is this affecting um, our communities, our workforce, all the things that we're trying to do, and yet we have this, mag- this, this crisis out there related to child care? Yeah, I, I really appreciate the question. So um, let me start with the notion of what a child care desert is. It's, um, it's defined as a a municipality or a county or a region where for every child that is of age for child care, zero to five, zero to eight in some cases, is um, there's, only, there's only, for every three children, there's only one licensed child care slot. So three children, one licensed child care slot. Um, nationwide, 50% of the nation uh, 50% of children in the nation live in child care deserts. In Nevada, that number is 72%. Wow. Um, ch- child care is also way too expensive in our country. Um, and and <laughs> in more than 32 states, the cost of just infant and child care is more than the tuition for uh, the in-state, in-state tuition for the public college, in that state, including Nevada. That's true in Nevada, too. And the fundamental limitation on licensed sites, high quality, is a workforce that's grossly underpaid. Um, the national average for the child care workforce is under just under $30,000 a year. In Nevada, it's just under um, $29,000 a year, which means you can't retain high quality educators in the space. Your parents are having difficulty keeping their kids in settings, sites are closing classrooms. They can't find um, safe and quality care for their children, which, as, our, as the report you, you reference highlights, has significant economic impacts on the nation and in the state of Nevada. So let me, if you, that can, if you let me, let me talk a little bit about those impacts. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, we did a survey, a national survey, um, of parents of, of children zero to three, so just infants and toddlers, and discovered that the cost to the parents in terms of absenteeism from their job because they know that the child they have, they, child care has failed or um, going to work late or being preoccupied on the job because they're worried about their child care situation or having been recommended on their job, being fired from their job, or having to leave the workforce entirely because their child care situation can't be fixed. All that stuff is costing parents collectively $78 billion a year. Businesses, because of you know, absenteeism, um, folks not being able to 
um, work full time or be fully present at work or fully efficient or who come in late. You get the idea. You know, the the drag on businesses with regard to having workers who are available and present at their jobs is twenty three billion dollars a year annually um, nationwide. That's crazy. The taxpayers again. The way this is calculated is it's folks losing economic opportunity to work. It's folks not taking promotions. It's the business costs to um, to uh, the businesses. So the taxpayer is paying $21 billion. So collectively, nationwide, the drag on the national economy just for the lack of infant and toddler child care is $122 billion. And in Nevada, it's a, it'd be estimated at a billion dollars a year. I mean, this is this is a crisis, an economic crisis that, while not directly um, associated with, you know, public expenditures, meaning, you know, it's hard to see it in terms of the state budget. <laughs> it is absolutely clear when you start talking to the struggles that. Uh, families and employers are having on the ground. Well, the fact that they're just, they're trying to find employees, right? right? I mean, so it's, it's really a conundrum because the workforce is in huge need of workers and the workers are there, but they don't have the childcare. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of, it, Barry, it almost seems too simple to solve, right? (laughs) I mean, it's funny. I mean, many of our public problems have sort of a relatively straightforward solution to them, but the complication is that they're expensive. I, I want to acknowledge this. I mean, this is not. I, I do not. Um, I don't want to minimize the, the public policy challenge that this is, um, and I think I think we um, under underestimate the issue when we when we do that. This is. To fix this problem, I think this is one person speaking, but I'm not speaking from a position of talking to our business leaders and all of our members across all of our groups and what they're seeing. It's public money because right now this system, to call it that, is relying primarily on parents to pay for the service. But we can't charge parents enough so that providers can pay a living wage to the early childhood educators in child care centers and home uh, home child care uh, facilities uh, or you know family friend and neighbor care right we can't we can't pay them enough to provide service so you end up with the circumstance that the only way you bridge that gap is with public resources mm-hmm. so we've known this for a while right we've known that that needs to be part of a key part of the solution, but it's also a very expensive part of the solution, which is you know one of the one of the drawbacks. Yeah, well, I would one think that yeah, the governors of these states, uh, I hope they're all reading your Ready Nation report and can start to work towards some solution because, as you said, the drag on the economy and the families and, and especially our children is just huge. So I'm speaking with Barry Ford, who is the president and CEO of Council for a Strong America. We have to go to break. When we come back, we're going to pick up on some of the other 
organizations that uh, they represent and why they matter too. We'll be right back. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over two decades, we have taught thousands of business owners, real estate investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to set up a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill if you want to experience peace of mind today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start programs. Hi, my name is Alyssa. I am new to Community Services Agency of Reno. I have a great teaching career at Head Start and Early Head Start, and I just absolutely love working here. Call 775-786-6023 or visit the website csareno.org. Natakwa, Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Council for a Strong America is a national bipartisan nonprofit that unites membership organizations, including law enforcement leaders, retired admirals and generals, and business executives that promote solutions that ensure our next generation of Americans, our children, will become successful adults prepared for successful lives. Their website, strongnation.org. My guest, Barry Ford, is the president and CEO of Council for a Strong America, and they have uh, literally quite a few um, councils that he oversees and represents and brings people together. So, Barry, if you would just kind of run through some of the things that you guys are working on. Sure, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Sherry. So, um, let me just start by uh, letting you know the size of these organizations are Five Crime Investing Kids Group, which is made up of prosecutors, um, police chiefs, and sheriffs nationwide, has over 5,000 members. Our Writing Nation Group, which is business leaders, has 2,000 members. And Mission Readiness, um, which is made up of retired admirals and generals, has over 800 members. So Five Crime Investing Kids is the oldest organization that um, that's part of Council for Strong America. It was founded, uh, frankly, in response to the 94 crime bill. And you had um, the founding uh, leaders of this organization were troubled by the lack of focus on prevention, on you know those programs, those investments that keep kids safe and away from criminal elements and influences. And so they wanted a set of voices that, of one, understood the prevention message and could deliver it effectively and they landed on law enforcement executives. And so um, over the years, we've had um, you know, thousands of police chiefs, sheriffs, and pro- 
theaters organize around investments like home visiting, high quality childcare, high quality pre-K, um, strong and effective after school programs and summer learning programs. And all of these uh, um, programmatic interventions for children do several things. One, they keep kids in school when they're school age. They help prepare them for school in preschool and, and um, childcare settings. And they help keep them on a track away from crime and on to success. Over and over and over again, we, you know, study after study has demonstrated this, which is why so many law enforcement executives have joined us. And what we have found is that their voices are particularly salient for more moderate to conservative policymakers who want to hear from their sheriffs or hear from the police chiefs or hear from the prosecutors to better think through what community safety can really look like and how you know, investing in children and families can really be a part of it. Our mission readiness group is composed of retired animals and generals, and these are people who have dedicated their lives to the service of their country. And they're motivated by primarily one statistic, and that is that 77% of young people aged 17 to 24 in the United States are not eligible to serve in the military. Let me say that again, 77%. Mm, wow. And that number is driven by three primary drivers. They either are, they aren't fit enough and healthy enough to be in the armed services, and often that's related to obesity, or they haven't um, qualified academically, haven't graduated from high school and can't pass the interest exam. The academic attainment is the problem. Or they have some kind of criminal record. So they've gotten in trouble with the law. So what Mission Readiness members are focused on is investing in those you know, early childhood programs, nutrition programs, after school and summer learning programs that help kids keep kids um, help kids stay healthy, um, stay in school, <laughs> and stay out of trouble. Mm, that's and great. That's uh, it's a great. That's one of the reasons I love working in this organization. That's one of the reasons why I love leading it. Is because we have so many leaders who have dedicated their time and their own credibility to pushing forward these uh, evidence-based programs. So, Barry, because you know you you talk about members in these organizations, is this something that I or you know, people across the country can become a part of these councils, or so. What what is the the oh, way that oh, we can get question. involved and learn more about it? Yeah, yeah, that, I really appreciate that. Um, any business leader, anyone from single proprietorship to a CEO of a Fortune 100 company, can join Ready Nation. So that for most people, that's the, that's likely the way in if you're if you're a person in business. The other two membership groups are pretty selective, right? You need to be a retired animal general <laughs> to join mission readiness. And to those to the extent that you have members in your audience who um, who have that background, we absolutely welcome them. Go to strongnation.org and, and check out mission readiness. And for fight crime investing kids, you need to be an active um, law enforcement leader, a police chief, a sheriff, a prosecutor, or um, a state attorney's general. Now, one way the general public can be helpful and support the mission 
is to go to our website and contribute resources. You know, as with any nonprofit, getting um, unrestricted funds to support our work is the holy grail. And of course, individual contributions are an incredibly effective way of doing that. So that's those are the ways. So, so it would be. So people should go out to the website, right, strongnation.org, check out all these different councils, see where your heart and your passion is, and then obviously you can make a contribution, or if you fit one of the parameters, you could certainly become a member of one of those councils. But most important... we would love you to. Yeah. Most important, Barry, I mean, really the huge focus, everything that you guys are doing is really centered on children. The children are the future. And if we don't start to take action and really, as you guys do, go out and, you know, recommend policy and work with these people that can change policy or public perception or whatever, then it's just going to be a tougher road in the future. That's exactly right. I mean, children, the welfare of every child in America is absolutely fundamental to the strength of the nation. That's what I would say. It's mm-hmm. absolutely critical to the strength of our nation. And if you're a patriot, <laughs> if you love our country, this is something you should care about. Well, and I think we all do, because we know for, you know, just like your fight crime, invest in kids, right? I mean, a lot of this behavior, everything shows up at the end of elementary school, certainly middle school. And if you can take a kid and put them on the right track, I mean, how much, how many billions do we save in the end? Exactly right. Council for a Strong America is based in Washington, D.C., but you have a footprint in pretty much every state. We do have members in every state, and we have staff in 10 states, and we are active in state sessions um, in typically 20 to 25 states every year. And it varies depending on our funding, but um, as I mentioned, we've got staff in 10 states on a perpetual basis. Wow. So so this is an, a nationwide pretty much organization, Council for a Strong America, and that includes every state. Yeah. And so looking at what is going on, do you ever find states that are, are getting this, getting things done well that you can emulate and share across the nation? Or are we all in it together yeah. at the same place? Uh, we're not all in the same place, um, but every state has its own set of struggles. I will mention that, you know, um, this is uh, the, the issue and desire to invest and, and, and understand and try to figure out the early childhood problem is not just a blue state phenomenon. It's a blue state, it's a red state phenomenon. It, we have conservative governors um, from North Dakota to um, Alabama to Mississippi who are trying to figure out how to invest in early childhood efforts um, with state resources. And you have blue states like Illinois and California who are trying to do that, the same thing. This is a, a national issue. I will say this. A couple, there are a couple of common themes that we see across the country. One set relates to how do you bring a, a coherent governance structure to early childhood? Many states uh, delete the support of early childhood. It's fragmented across several agencies, and there's a real effort to rationalize that either either in the governance office or in these state 
agency. And the other thing is simply more money. So New Mexico has done something amazing. I think you're familiar with this, is that their referendum, their voters voted to use their permanent funds to help fund early childhood in that state. Um, that kind of thing, not so much the permanent fund, but that kind of, you know, dedicated fund effort, whether it's opioid resources or other dedicated taxes, are what states are trying to think through and how to support the early childhood sector. As we mentioned from the top, it's really a money issue. Right. Yeah. Trying to figure out. Awesome. Well, I want to thank my guest, Barry Ford, President and CEO. Council for a Strong America. I encourage everyone to go out and check out their website, strongnation.org. Get involved, learn about what's going on, and really support this organization that's out here representing all of us. And so really appreciate that. Thank you, Barry. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business has been amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. This is Peter from Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thursdays, 3 p.m. on 93.7 FM, Nevada Real Estate Radio.